Welcome to the Kinda Okay Podcast, where we talk about things that aren't okay in hopes of making them feel more okay. I'm Sarah Crossley, creator of It's Kinda Okay Comics and the Grown Pain Zine, an independent publication made by submissions from rad women and non-binary creatives all around the world. Issue 7 of the Grown Pain Zine is now available online at itskindaokay.com, along with t-shirts and print tickets and previous issues of the zine and all that lovely merch that I know you guys are looking for. So before I get into this episode, I just want to thank all of my Patreon supporters who made creating this website and continuing to create the podcast and the zines and everything I do. You guys just make it so worth it. And if you're interested in supporting the podcast at all, patreon.com forward slash kinda okay is you know where i post tons of different artwork and supporting content for this revolution of self-love and self-acceptance that we're trying to manifest trying to create this reality all right on with the podcast I'm going to try to contain my excitement, but I haven't talked properly with this incredible being since the beginning of this year. She has such an effervescent existence and radiates positivity in everything she does. I'm here talking with Abilasha Vies today, who is an incredible dancer and teacher on Vancouver Island. Hi, Abby. Hello. (laughs) Wow. That just, that introduction just lit up my whole being. I was just, wow, that was so nice. Thank you so much for being here and for taking time to have this uh, pretty big chat today. Um, Mm. What's feeling kind of okay for you today? So this question, (laughs) this is the one I was thinking about, like, what's feeling kind of okay? And... I feel like just the state of everything right now, the state of the world, the state of where we fit in to the world right now, to me, that's feeling kind of okay. Because on one hand, I'm really excited for, I see shifting and changing and stuff that needs to come up and needs to be removed and, you know, just needs to move into newness and at the same time there's all sorts of turmoil and bumps on the road and things that sometimes just feel kind of okay and yeah where do we fit into this and how do I assist and uh. (laughs) so yeah that to me feels kind of okay. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do in terms of your work and just in general as a human being? <laughs> human being, I love that. Um, yeah, so currently, um, I actually just finished my one year contract doing this job, but I have been working in an elementary school as an education assistant. Um, So that was like my day job, if you say so. And then in the evenings, I was teaching my dance classes still, which kind of went on pause a bit during the COVID time. But uh, I continued doing some online stuff, which was nice. 
So yeah, I work with the kiddos. Um, I teach dance. And then I also do a little bit of, um, I work at a Unitarian church, um, just a little bit. And I'm doing a children's program with them. So tons of new stuff there. We're doing some summer stuff. I'll be doing some dance camp mixed with spirituality. Got a lot on the go. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a bit about this idea of abundance before, which upon reflection, I really loved because the word dance is in the word abundance. Um, how do you think that we shift ourselves away from a scarcity mindset. I'm just freaking out about that, that dance is in abundance. Abundance. Oh my gosh. It's that's good, amazing. isn't it? That's something, I think that's something right there. That's the start of something. Um, abundance. Yes. See, you got me so excited now. <laughs> <laughs> my brain's firing off. Ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, I think lately what's come to me with abundance is I think initially um, I was thinking of abundance definitely connected to like finances and money. And I think that's one of the things that in general, um, like when we hear abundance, you kind of tend to think of that. Um, but it's shifted a lot for me lately. Um, and I think in each moment, there is a chance to receive this abundance in so many different ways if you let, if you let it in um, or if you're open to it. And so sometimes the abundance, just like right now, is like, wow, like receiving that love, receiving the energy of the moment. It's just like the wave of abundance hits you like boom. <laughs> Um, sometimes it does come in, in like the physical, you know, money sense or something like that. But I think when we let go of all attachments of what this abundance is supposed to look like or what it needs to be, it will just slap you across the face in the best way possible. And you're like, oh, wow. You know, it just fills you. And it's often like joy, gratitude. To, to me, those are like just huge feelings of just being so full when those when those feelings slap me <laughs> slap is such an intense word but it's like it feels intense in such a good way so abundance I mean it just depends on each moment what what that abundance actually comes as but yeah <laughs> I think so much of that is like being present as well I was just I've been doing this um abundance meditation course that um or I guess series that Deepak Chopra has put out and I was just listening to one outside and it was really lovely because there were just so many birds singing and there's just so like the periods of like cloudiness and sunshine kind of came and went it's only like a 15 minute thing but it's just really grounding to like be in that present moment and like at that point, I was just like, there's so many birds. There's such an abundance of like nature around. And so, yeah, I think that shift away from this monetary kind of idea of it. And I think too, like the idea that it's, it's not something future tense, it's present, it's right now. And it's, it's just absorbing everything at, at this very moment. Um, 
whereas I think we can often put ourselves in like a future future state of mind like abundance is something that will come if I do this 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 and this but that recognition that it's it's already there and having that gratitude I think is so crucial to that and and just really affects our our entire being and our entire outlook on everything yeah I mean hundred percent I think you hit the nail on the head there that like that's the biggest part of it is as soon as you drop into the present moment and and you can literally feel this you know when you suddenly drop in and you're like I'm here and this is all that is in this moment nothing else even exists because I'm here and that's when the birds you know you start to whoa I mean these guys were always here but now I'm here too you know it's almost like meeting it's like you're running around but when you drop in you can just be so present for what already is there and it can be the smallest little things like i've had this hummingbird friend coming to me outside and everywhere lately i, be I believe it's a sign because i think animals definitely um hold different energies and they can speak to us and come to us at different times. But lately, every time I really drop into the moment, this hummingbird will come right up to my face, like literally be here. And I'm just like, hey, friend, like it's just there. And in that moment, it almost feels like I get the goosebumps and it's like, whoa, like it, it's like that hummingbird brings me 10 levels deeper into the present that I didn't even think I could because it comes right there and it's like, whoa. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It's just, there's so many, like I said in my last, uh, I just posted something, but the presence, like the, the gifts that we receive all come from the present moment. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like as soon as you drop in, you're not expecting, but you end up like, it's Christmas, holy, there's presents everywhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's really beautiful and powerful. Okay. Mm. Um, just in like, in thinking about all of that and how it relates to dance as well. Do you find, do you find that like dance is almost a form of, you know, like present moment meditation for you? Oh, yes. So much. So, so, so much. Um, and it's so funny because after teaching class, the way I feel, the gratitude almost hits the roof. Like it, and it's because in that hour that we're there, we're so present. And it's also like when you're, when you're there and you're like, okay, the music's on, the moves there. And you're like focusing on that. There's no space for anything else to come in like it it forces that presence um and then having everybody together doing that in unison clearing and healing and just feeling really good and then it's like whoa it's totally like just presence um and so i didn't even realize it but as i began to become more aware of of things i began to realize how amazing dance was in so many forms but yeah it's totally that for me <laughs> just looking into it like dance um I had a quick you know google about the neuroscience of it like what it does to your brain 
when when you're you know moving your body and it improves mood and cognitive skills visual recognition decision making reduces stress increases levels of like feel good hormones like serotonin um, helps develop new neural connections which is cool and improves like long-term memory and obviously spatial recognition as well so there's like so many things that it's just doing in your brain and then you're in this flow state in this present moment and connecting to your body, which I think is a really grounding thing that, I don't know, it feels like I, I know I don't do enough. <laughs> I need to, you know, um, things like yoga and dance are really important for me, like getting out of my head and getting back into my body. Um, and I just, I just think that it's such an incredible thing to, be able to teach as well because that uh, I don't know how did you fall into the the teaching aspect of it oh man dance like dance just came to me I mean it came knocking at me many times in my life um but the funny thing is that it wasn't until I was confident enough in myself and I believed enough in myself when I was able to open that box um, because I was so shy, believe it or not, <laughs> I was so, so shy, uh, for so many years in my life. Um, like when I was a young girl, my, my cousins and family know me as that. I was this, like, the shy little girl who didn't even talk. Um, and so dance, it was, it's only really been, I don't know, it's been about four or five years where I've really begun to like just accept and let myself move the way I want to, because even that it just requires a level of being okay with, with yourself and letting yourself do what it wants in the moment and not judging it or not needing it to be different. Um, but the thing with teaching is I never even thought about that. Um, dance came to me. And when I finally allowed myself to open that box up, it just, it was boom, again, that abundance, which I love, abundance. <laughs> it just, it hit me and it was like, do this, do that, do this. And honestly, it comes from my deep love for music, which has, I mean, goes way, way back. Because um, I would hear a song and I would just start to see moves. Like that's, when I hear music, it just, it's like, I love it so much that I need to almost... I need to dance it out because there's no way for me to express in any other form how amazing this feeling is or what this makes me feel like. So it just came from music and before I would stop myself and then I started to just not stop myself. <laughs> Let myself do exactly what was coming to me in that moment when you hear the music. And I started just from freestyle. Freestyle is definitely my, my thing. Um, so I began just freestyling and it started turning into like before on the weekends, I was maybe going out and doing stuff. And then it would be like any free time I had while I was in uni on the weekends, I started just dancing and um, by myself with myself. And then there would be a few people here and there. I started to be like, Hey, you want to come freestyle with me? And it just began this 
thing that was building momentum more and more and more. And then I was just creating pieces for fun. Like it's all I wanted to do. It was like this thing that was just calling me, you know, and I had, I was in university at the time I had classes, but I would just be like, I can't wait to go create. Like I, I would get the song, the idea would be there. And I'd just be like, man, I just want to go to the studio and I'd be there for hours. I'd lose track of time. But what I started to notice was like, I would walk into the studio, I'd look at myself in the mirror, there'd be some feelings I have of like needing to change or like, ooh, like some days you're like, I kind of wish I looked a little like this. And then I would dance. And as soon as that happened, there was an energetic shift. Because by the end of my session there, whatever I'd done, my hair would be all over the place. I'd be sweaty, but I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, girl, you're beautiful. And I would actually look different to myself. You know what I mean? And it was crazy. I started to like, I started to like learn how to love myself through dance. It's almost like dance was this mother who took me and said, here, honey, let me show you how to love yourself. Let me show you how to express. Let me show you what the beautiful being and gifts you have inside of you. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so then from there, the teaching came out of, out of nowhere, really. It just, I had to find that first within myself, though. And I had to unlock that. And so all these pieces I created just for myself ended up being the storage I had. And then an opportune moment came. I started teaching. And that's how it kind of happened. It's a long story, but <laughs> no, that's amazing and transformative in so many ways. It mm -hmm. leads really nicely into what, what does the term self-love and self-care really mean for you? So the, these terms are something I am still playing with so much and learning about so much every day, because I think that I think that's a huge part of what we're here for, to be honest. And just from my own experience, it's been so much about actually learning to love yourself. And we hear like the term love and loving yourself and unconditional love. It gets thrown around so much, but we don't actually see forms of it, I think, in its fullness very much in the world. Um, because like unconditional love is without condition and people say i love you or i love you unconditionally but there's a condition often that's always there you know like even if it's small it's still like i love you but if you don't you know call me for three months then then there's nothing or i love like the true like unconditionality of love I think that's what we're here to really find. And it's so tough because we're in a world with so many people, tons of conditions, tons of things that we're taught. And we all have our own childhood, our own experiences. Um, so lately, in this moment right now, because that's all I know, <laughs> self-love and self-acceptance is really about just watching myself through each moment and loving myself through all of it and through the times where you I'm a hot mess 
and I am falling over and there's things all over the place. It's saying, I got you, you know, and hey, let's learn from this, but you still got this. You, you're beautiful. You're still you. Nothing has changed. Get back up, brush it off. Woo, let's go. And um, it's just so easy because I catch my mind, you know, sometimes being like hard on myself. And so it's really to me right now, self-love is just about catching that mind and saying, hey, why are you saying I need to change in this moment? Yeah, maybe I experienced that, but maybe I just needed to learn something in there. So just that judgment that comes so quickly inside of us, like, oh, I could have done this, or why did I, or, and just catching it before it does anything, catching it and just saying, hey, what's up with that? No, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's... I love that. <laughs> like coming to yourself with unconditional love and without that judgment. I mean, that's, you know, it, it just makes, I think it makes you almost more authentic to, to your true nature, to your um, whole self, because you're not editing yourself. You're not, you know, um, or putting yourself down, like, so it's only ever gonna, like, enhance your whole being, mm. but it is hard. Oh, it's so <laughs> tricky. Got I gotta catch so many things these days, and they're wriggling around, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you know it, the femans, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I love that, because I see that sometimes, is they come as these little creatures, too, you know? Mm. Hey, hey, you you should do this you should do that and it's like hey who are you yeah I'm like you're not you're me but you're not me you're like a really snarky judgmental bitchy version of me (laughs) yeah yeah and and it's funny the more I catch them though it's just like I get to put them in place almost and it's like if you don't take that place of of being that sovereign being then you're just allowing those things to attack you all over the place. And because I work in schools, I sometimes see it as like, if the teacher doesn't take the place of the teacher and you were to allow like that one student in the class, who's like, who just wants to like take over and say whatever you let them sit in the teacher's seat and just start like teaching all sorts of like random things. And and like, would you do that? Like, no, you'd, you'd sit there and say, Hey, like, I'm here for a reason and I need to facilitate and hold space for everyone. But we wouldn't let that random person come in and take that spot. So like these femens, these, you know, these programs that are running through us that make us think we need to change. It's just, we just need to step into our true place. So that thing, we don't let it take that seat. You know, if you're sitting in the hot seat and you're like keeping your crown on, then that thing comes, you get to catch it. But if you let it sit in your seat, well, it's going to take you for a ride all over the place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, getting getting back in control in a way. Um, I just get think like being, being back in your true being. Because yeah, it, it, it ends up feeling like, like somebody else has got the got the go button (laughs) 
yeah, it could take you for a wild ride and you just like, what? And I, I love what you said about uh, the non-edited version because I feel like you really live that way and through what you put out in the world, your, the podcast, the everything that you ooze out of your being is this, you know, just authentic non-edited version which I love and I'm coming to understand more and more of that in my life and bring more of that, accept more of that because so much right now is edited. <laughs> and so, and because we have the ability, there's this whole social media world, there's, you can go and edit everything and you can just cut things down. But what if everything was just the non-edited version? Like, whoa. <laughs> You know, it'd be a very different world, I think. <laughs> yeah. But that's always, you know, that's what I, what really feeds me, I think, is this um, honest existence. And I mean, it again, like it's work. It's not, you know, it's taken a while to, to get here for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and it's constant. It's kind of like I was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about um meditation and when you get to you know it's like some version of enlightenment as if you know um that's that tends to be like one of the goals when people like really start getting into meditation they're like I want to be enlightened and the thing <laughs> is is that like enlightenment comes and goes like it isn't constant and so this this feeling of authenticity and unconditional self-love it's you know it's there but it comes and my realization and my presence with it comes and goes. It's not, you know, mm -hmm. it's something you have to keep relearning. It's not like you learn it once and then you're like, right, I love myself forever. <laughs> it's just yeah. this constant revisiting and, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of slaps in the face to, oh, yeah. to bring you back, I think. What's your yeah. biggest challenges with self-love? Like, do you feel um this like creepy kind of like selfishness kind of sneak back in sometimes oh yeah like lately I've been trying to really honor myself and sometimes that requires saying no to someone else or something that you might have in the past been okay with um and I think like people that might have known you before or family or things like that where it's like oh you're you're this person and you're like well now I'm honoring my being and I'm not going to sacrifice you know myself for everything anymore uh and you kind of see that like ooh, kind of feeling you know and I don't always say that that's just the internal dialogue of like you know I'm I'm I can't do that right now because I need to be here with me right now um, but what I realize is the more I do it, it's always hard at first because there's kind of this expectation and it's because you've done something for so long one way, right? It's just, that's all it is. The momentum you've built is this way. And now you've got to stop this ball that's rolling really fast. And every time you stop it, it takes a lot of effort. But as you begin to roll the ball the other way, then you begin to build momentum the other way. So I think we like it's always tough at the beginning 
And sometimes we stop ourselves there because we're like, oh, this feels so bad, or there's an argument, or there's some sort of people want me to stay in this box, but I feel my spirit's pulling me here. Um, and that's where I have found it tough, but I've begun to really love that space that's scary these days. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just okay. went all this like is... robot talk and I was like, ah. Oh, it can be a robot too sometimes. But I mean, that's what it is, robot. Getting out of this robotic way of living, which is what we used to, you, may, you might have done for so long. Um, that to me is always, it's always tricky and tough. And especially when people say, what? That means you don't love me anymore. That means you don't care about me. And, oh, I love you so much but I have to be here for me right now. And what I found often is being there for me, it has this way of in the end, being able to be there for that person really in a new way and in a much deeper way um, than before, when I would just drop my stuff to always be there for others, wanting to be there, but it wasn't as powerful, you know? so yeah like there is that guilt that comes in sometimes and there is that thing that says you should be there and then it's like why it's just asking why and stopping in that moment that's all it takes sometimes like why do I need to and it's like oh and it usually comes down to feeling guilty or something that you used to always do or something you told yourself is you like a story and mm -hmm. it's like well okay, cool. No, I'm going to do this though. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's, I definitely understand what you mean. Like having a resistance at the start, but the more that you do it, the easier it becomes to, to kind of choose yourself in moments. Um, and I also, I really like this idea that self-care is care for others. By taking care of myself, I'm then more mentally, spiritually, sometimes physically able to be there for people. <laughs> and it's, so, you know, it's, it does like kind of come full circle in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been a journey for me. Um, I think that's one of the huge lessons that I came here. To, um, that was, you know, some things are tougher for each person. And I think we all have those things that come back to us over and over and you're like, you again, <laughs> we all have them. And those are the, the, that's the juicy learning. Like I say, it's the juicy learning there when it keeps coming back. And that's one of the things that's like, I am still working on. I think I'll be working on forever, but there's been a huge shift in the past just year, two years in that, where I used to drop everything and help people. And then I'd be so depleted and I'd, and I wouldn't be able to help. Mm. And now what I find is the more I'm just focusing on, on digging into me and finding out more about me and just trying to learn and heal myself, naturally people will come and I'll be healing, like helping to heal those parts or just having a conversation. And keep showing me like you can only help them as much as you help yourself. So like, 
only as much as we've gone into ourselves and cleaned up, that's how much we can help them. So the best thing we could do is keep cleaning and finding and sorting and, and doing that. And naturally it oozes out its energy. It oozes out into the world and you begin to then people come in weird ways. The past year people come and it's like, Whoa, this is something I just, I just found within myself and started cleaning. And now this person's going through it. And just by being there, not even saying anything sometimes, it helps to shift them. And I'm like, oh, universe, you're teaching me how to actually help through helping myself. Whoa, okay, this is new, but this is cool. <laughs> Lessons from the universe. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite mantra that you kind of come back to in those moments? Um, I have so many mantras that come to me in each moment. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite one, but lately, um, I think the lately there's been the learning is messy, which came to me and felt like it was building momentum and still is building. Because I, when I make my videos or I post stuff, usually it's just in the moment and it's just a take and then I put it like I will get a kind of, you know, intuition and it'll be like record this and then just goes you know and I like to just keep things flowing that way that's just the way I am some people plan in that way but uh, I like to stay open and when I receive sometimes it's like just do it <laughs> so uh, the learning is messy kind of came to me like that and I just posted it and then universe was like now you get to practice this thing that you preached and it was like oh cool okay <laughs> so it's like after it keeps coming now like the messiness and uh learning like just understanding that all of our learning lies in those messy moments like I know you will talk to so many people through your podcast and often it's always like I went through this but then I found this and we sometimes resist the mess because it's really mucky and stuff. But I mean, yeah, I just get the image of kids jumping in mud and jumping in puddles. And, and how can we stop doing that? Learning is messy, but we stop having fun. We stop finding the fun in jumping in the mud. Hmm. Right. And that jumping in the mud, if we can remember and, and find, have some fun, doesn't have to be so serious to me. Like, spirituality and all this stuff some people take it so serious like you've got to you know it, to me psh, man no it you can have so much fun with it you can play with it it like it's not meant to be so serious you know and i know that will some people will be like oh you know but i mean i don't care to me that's what i'm here to give is that play that joy in in the fun of it all because we're learning we're all kids so learning is messy coming back to that is definitely a mantra that um came to me and keeps growing and i keep i keep learning through it i'm like whoa i'm having this dance with it yeah. <laughs> dancing in the mud <laughs> dancing in the mud yes <laughs> Here's a little break in the podcast where if you were needing permission to play today 
or do something that you've been putting off that helps your wellness and sense of self, now is a great time to pause this episode and do that, even if it's just a little skincare routine or taking a shower or, you know, doing a little drawing or writing in a journal or a short meditation, anything that makes you feel whole and true and wonderful, even if it's eating cake, you have permission to do that now if you need it. Um, sometimes we don't let ourselves, you know, really tune in to what we need. And so I just want to give you the space to do that now. And also ask that if you're enjoying what you're listening to and you want to keep hearing more of this stuff, it's really, really cool if you review wherever you've been listening um, and review the podcast so other beans can find it so it can continue to grow this wonderful world of self-acceptance and self-love and being kind of okay even if you know things aren't totally okay okay on with the podcast some of the defining moments or lessons such as that one that have made you you know like the super rad woman that you are now (laughs) oh man yeah the muddy times man the dark times that's those are the defining moments and 2018 things were kind of building like things don't just happen but there's usually a moment where it's a tipping point or a breaking point (laughs) you know what I mean Mm -hmm. we're seeing that in the world with many things but within ourselves there's that and um things had been building but around 2018 I had a huge kind of like life crisis-y moment (laughs) where things started crumbling and I was getting slapped all across the face by the universe because I wasn't listening I wasn't aware of the patterns that I was continuing but it took that, like, I, I don't know, there was just so much. And a lot of it was through the relationship I had, where I kept kind of giving more and more and more to this person. And they just kept taking, 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 taking. And I kept thinking, if I keep giving, I keep loving, you know, I can fix them. I can help them. Mm. But I was meant to learn that, no, that's, that's not how it works. And so I got so depleted and so much happened in that period of time. Um, So many things where I just kept falling deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole, into this cave. Um, But it took rock, like kind of hitting that rock bottom at a certain point for me to really wake up. And that I am so thankful for what happened that year, even though during it, I was just like, why is this happening to me? I was, I had depression at some points. I mean, I had so many different things um, going on for me, but that rock bottom place, it it broke me where I needed to so I could rebuild. Mm. And it was after that, I sort of had this awakening moment um, where in 2019, where I actually began to, find that self-awareness and that consciousness and begin to, wow, just watch things rather than just experience and react to things and see the bigger picture of things. And so I look back now and say, 
all that stuff I went through is what I needed in that moment. And it served and I'm thankful. And I no longer need to go through that mud, but I have my own things I need to consistently go through now. You know, but the more you watch and you're aware, you sometimes don't need to fall 10 stories anymore. You maybe just need to fall bits and then come back up and fall and come back up. But I need, I needed to fall 10 stories at that point because <laughs> I wasn't, I needed that impact, you know? So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. It does. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. That resonates, that resonates really strongly with me because, yeah, I think, I think it takes a lot of um, heavy, like, heavy moments to really start to sift through, okay, like, what's actually me? What are things that I've just absorbed from other people? What are things that I'm just carrying through, like, behaviors and patterns from childhood or from early things and like you know it, it kind of takes that heavy place in order to really reassess what you want to carry forward mm-hmm. and what you know has served you but is also worth letting go of yeah totally mm-hmm. and that's why now every time I see somebody who is strong or just you know self-aware like yourself like people that I kind of meet now I always in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, they've been through some shit. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't been through the shit, you just, that's how we learn. It's, I mean, that's it. And so it's like, yep, they've definitely been through something to be able to find this part of themselves or or learn about that, Mm. you know? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) getting comfortable with the uncomfortable can be really like difficult when people are going through those heavy times difficult times a lot of mud and as people try to expand their horizons and like learn new things and and then that translates into like new ways of playing like playing with our existence not taking it so seriously do you have any advice on how to bring play back into our lives as grown-ups air quotes Oh man. Okay. Just, you know, those moments where you're like, just so tired and heavy. Maybe you've finished, you have kids or you've, or you've finished work or there's just moments where you're just like, man, I just need a break. In that moment, we tend to still hold on to want to hold on to some form of something to do. And in those moments, if we can fully just let go of everything and just ask ourselves what do I really want to do in this moment and then actually go do that thing which sounds so easy and simple but it's not because as adults we stop ourselves from doing that thing that we really want to do that thing could be like I just sometimes ask myself that what do I really want sometimes it's like just go into nature. And it's like, okay, great. I just need to go into nature, whatever. Sometimes it's like, put this song on and shake your booty. And I'm like, okay. And then that thing is that, or it's like, sing this song at the top of your lungs or whatever. Um, But sometimes as adults, it's like, oh, that's not okay. Like, you know, the way you see kids freely, like doing things, 
we start to think like we can't do that anymore. And that's what it stops us. Because in each moment, you need something different. You know, no moment's the same. So, and, and your spirit will tell you, to me, like having that conversation and stopping and saying, what do I need right now? And then when it tells you to actually listen to it, that brings about so much play, so much freedom, so much joy in the moment. And it just, it leads you to everything else, everything that you want. It leads you into that. Um, so for us to just let go, just let go of it all. What, whatever you feel like doing in that moment, it's okay. If you feel like sitting on the couch and eating, eating all the cupcakes, do it. Why are we so hard on ourselves? Yeah, if you do that every day, you probably won't feel good. But hey, maybe today you need to just put that Netflix show on and watch it. Maybe that's your meditation. And in that moment, if we go, oh, no, I need to go sit and meditate. To me, that's, that's resistance. Like sometimes you just need to go do that thing or just go cry or just, I don't know. Like just, I don't know. Don't take it so seriously, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah I mean it's hold it holding that judgment for for the self right like for what we want in a certain moment as you're speaking I had this a little bit of a memory of a a woman that came into the tea farm when I was working there and I wish I could remember her name but she came into the tea farm and she sat there and she she had her tea and she had like three different types of cake and like this really beautiful cheese plate. And she sat there for quite a long while and no, she didn't have a phone. So she was just, you know, like really present in the moment looking out the window and she came up to the counter and she's like, is it okay if I take my cup of tea outside? And she went outside and she kicked off her shoes and she was just walking around like the patio that looks onto the fen and like the mountains and everything. And she was just drinking her tea and doing these really light dancing movements. And just, mm -hmm. she was so fucking present mm. and just so smelling the flowers with her whole face. And, you know, it's one of those things where you can see other people and they're a little bit like, whoa, what is that? lady doing like what is she on what is happening right now yeah and yeah for me I was just so filled with love because I was just like that is the epitome of mm. non-judgment and that childish play-like existence where it's just like I really want to smell that flower so I'm going to put my whole face in it like and I want to feel this way or move this way or you know this is it's just so grounding and I was just blown away because I, I don't know that I've seen very many adults exist that way or mm -hmm. adult, like what I consider now to be adults, which is, I guess I'm an adult, but I still feel like <laughs> not. So. Same. <laughs> um, and so it was really powerful to see like, yeah, you can just live your life without judgment. You can get if you can't decide on which type of cake to get, like you can get one of each and oh yes, fully enjoy them <laughs> without judgment. Um, that kind of playfulness, I think, you know, it feeds our being. Mm. With this idea of abundance, I've been really coming back to the notion that my energy is not a finite resource. Mm-hmm. 
and that's something that I'm really kind of <laughs> learning and relearning um and that that play and that that attention to fun and that coming to the self with no judgment and unconditional love feeds more energy and it's yes it's a um what do you call trees and stuff regenerative resource mm. renewable resource renewable yep and that that attention to play or lack of attention to judgment mm -hmm. is what renews the resource of energy for me yeah and that lady i mean i can already feel her spirit and it's crazy just like that moment and what everyone's thinking deep inside is am i allowed to do that too and what comes to mind is the kids sitting in the classroom asking am i allowed to do this and that's the thing is that we go through life and then somebody tells us we're not we're no longer allowed to be that thing anymore and so that serves a purpose but i think a part of it at some point is to rip apart all those boxes and say no this is who i am right now in this moment and i get to do that and it's okay to do that because as much as people judge like oh that person's crazy there's a part of them saying am i allowed to just do that and a part of the judgment comes from if i'm not allowed to you're not allowed to do that mm. and it's we judge ourselves so we judge others but how cool is it that that person and the more that we can just do that like that lady right the more that we all just break apart from that stuff and say in this moment i'm gonna have my cake and i'm gonna dance and i'm gonna smell the flowers it gives permission for others to do the same you don't gotta say anything you don't you just have to enjoy yourself and sure people will look at you weird and judge but again that's not that's their femens mm. so do you want to be listening to their femens or feeding their soul right i mean oof. when we feed our femens we feed their femens when we feed our soul we feed their soul right? She was feeding her soul and she was feeding a lot of soul out there <laughs> that you picked up on, right? Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. kind of like has me sit back a minute and it's just, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Would you say that like we create our own reality? That's a, that's a big box. Ooh, that's a big box. I mean, we can put it in the scope of like manifestation intention and that kind of, I mean, what are your thoughts on manifestation? So much. So I think it's a bit of both that we, what I believe is we co-create our reality. Mm. And so it is in concert with you know, the universe, our higher self, which you could say is you. So in a way you are creating your reality and to me honestly everything is just a perspective i'm not tied to anything but in this moment what i feel is that we co-create our reality um and that there is something that we have asked and we have intentionally put into this world before we came here and we came here knowing that we'd forget that but it's there in the plan somewhere 
And so, and so we are co-creating with the universe and with everyone else that's also asked to be here at this time. Like, it's not coincidence to me. Nothing is, nothing is coincidence anymore. This conversation we're having right now, right at this time, on this day, it's not coincidence anymore, you know? But we could have chosen not to answer this call. So it's a constant co-creation. There's a call, and then it's like, do you want to answer that call? And we get to choose. The amazing, phenomenal thing about being a human getting to experience consciousness in these bodies, these avatars we chose to me is the fact that we have choice. We have choice in every second, even when we think we don't have choice, even when they say coronavirus, stay home. Okay, so now there's a choice. In every choice, there's a choice. And within the choice, there's another choice. And it's all about that. Every choice, every decision, you're steering the vehicle and you're co-creating with what's coming with you, what's coming your way. Mm. Um, and so it's up to us. I mean, we get to play. That's why there's no wrong turns, baby. You go this way. Okay. Well, now you get to turn this way. Like, it's fine. It's all okay. But there's also responsibility of like, whoa, I feel a responsibility and a pull to do certain things. And I need to work in concert with that calling and that pulling. And I need to strengthen up these tools here because I have a feeling I'll need them if I'm being called to do this. But I get to choose. No one's pulling my arm. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a, it's a co-creation. Everything is a relationship, a give and take. A, you know, it's, it's meeting us. Life meets us wherever we are. So, yeah. That's what I feel right now. That could change tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's a really, everything, you know, has to work in some form of harmony together. Um, other, otherwise, you find that resistance or that judgment, I think. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm a little like stunned because I'm just so much in my um mental space now like trying to absorb digest and like it's all just so powerful and thinking <laughs> yeah. about it um and a little bit freeing as well mm -hmm. it's like your spirit now is like eating the chocolate cake because it's digesting it all you know the spirit's like ooh, this tastes good I really like our amount of cake analogies. <laughs> I don't know where the cake's coming from, but I mean, I love it also. <laughs> There's something there in the cake too. I think next time I see you, we're definitely going to have some tea and cake. Oh yeah, that sounds really nice. <laughs> well, there... cake has layers. Cakes have layers too. Oh yeah. Right? Mm. There's, there's a lot in the cake. <laughs> There's something there, that's for sure. Are there any thoughts still lingering with you about any of the things that we've discussed that you kind of want to end on? I, I really like your shirt and I just wanted to ask you about it. <laughs> I had a feeling for some reason when I put on this shirt this morning, I was like, I think Abby's going to like this shirt. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I mean, can I, it's a skeleton, dude. It's a little skeleton with a broken surfboard and it just says no bad days. Oh, that's it. That's the learning is messy. 
Yeah. I mean, it's broken, right? And no bad days. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing about no bad days, I think this there's this misconception of like, you know, once you enter spirituality or you enter that awareness or consciousness that it's everything is positivity and roses and sunshine. But no, it's not about that. It's about this. When the board breaks in half, when you're falling on your face, to just remember and step back from it. And in a way, that brings the sunshine a bit in. It just brings that space in. But you could still be crying and feeling the emotion and be upset and yelling and screaming or whatever you need to do in that moment. Or you could just be feeling the, the toughness of it. I mean, we need to feel to let go. You can't just be like, having this hard time and then be like, okay, everything's good now. Bye. Like, no, we need to like sit and feel it and cry and let it out. And that's very important part of moving forward, moving through things. But, but Hey, like when you just have that bit of awareness, it's like, I'm going through this and I'm learning and it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. So that board in half, it's just like, I came here to surf, but hey, now I've got two parts. Maybe someone wants to join me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, now I've got two. <laughs> now there's two, you know? Yeah. I, I really know. like that because the amount of times where I've been sat on the beach crying and screaming, <laughs> trying to surf. <laughs> and then, you know, you have to make that choice. You're like, do I, do I just give up now? Do I go get changed? Try and get out of a wetsuit by myself in a car park? Or... Do I get back in the water and try and feel good about it again? Mm. Yeah, because we take failure in our eyes as so heavy also. Mm. And I think that also is something that we learn as adults, whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, oh, you know, you can't fail now anymore. Like you had chances to learn and fail and now there's no failing. There's just this kind of thing of like, oh yeah, you can't anymore. And I don't know. It just got thrown around and people just took it up and accepted it. Me included. Uh, Mm -hmm. Until I realized that's a whole lot of bull. (laughs) Because if we can't fail, we can't learn. And if we can't learn, then why are we here? That feels like a pretty good place to, to end off. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Do you have a website or like anywhere anybody can find you? Uh, You can find me on on IG, um, on Instagram. I'm sure Sarah could probably put that in there somewhere. I don't have a website as of now, but lots in the making. So stay tuned. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I I just really am so thankful for this moment that we had this nice beautiful conversation and I know there's so much more to come my my internal thing is going ding t-shirts because that's what we talked about and it Mm. ended on this t-shirt thing and I think we've got a project there but that's another whole nother conversation yeah definitely (laughs) and so thankful for you I'm thankful for your entire being and just feel really grateful that we were able to find the time to sit down and have this chat that's fed me so much inspiration Mm. and I yeah thank you so much for being here 
Thank you. Let's keep eating that cake. <laughs> <laughs> And now, something to dance to. Whether you're on your own, with friends, in the car, you can just do a little shoulder boogie, whatever you need to do to move your body to the song. This is Sleep Well with Everything is Okay. thank you to Abby for being here and sharing this space. A huge thank you to you for listening. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, go and leave a review. It takes next to no time and it can be the difference between someone finding the podcast and not. So it would mean the world to me. But even just you being here means the world to me. So thank you and stay weird and wonderful. Until next time, Beans.